Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Design of Experience. Apparently, it is by design. 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 Experience. Experience. It's all good experience. Conversations about the ideas that make us feel a tribal devotion to the things we love. I would like to welcome you to season two. We're back. <laughs> that was good, Steve. That was good. <laughs> you know, we're back. We are back. We're back. And that is the voice of Matt DeVille and Steve with me. And we are here. We have had thousands of people sending us thousands of emails asking us when we were going to get back at it with season two. So here we are. Here we are. Yeah, let's do it. One of the requests that we did get from a few listeners last season is you guys should maybe talk a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Fair question. Who are these people? So I'm Steve Smallman, and I, 16 years ago, started a small agency called 15-4, which is headquartered in Baltimore, Maryland. And I love thinking about brand and the way it intersects the life that we live and the stories that kind of connect all of us and how all that fits in together into a bigger purpose. And when we can see all that align, it's cool and we like talking about it. Nice. I am Emily Wolf. I am originally from the Baltimore area, but now I live in the fine area of Denver, Colorado. And I do a few things at 15.4, the fine agency. Between web design, brand experience, brand strategy, marketing, creative thinking, all kinds of things. But in general, I just love talking about experiences, whether they're branded or just everyday things. And I love digging into them and thinking about how they're designed and then how we experience them on the other side. And I... I'm Matthew DeVille. I am a web guy. Uh, when I failed to get into grad school for art, for painting, I taught myself how to design and make websites. And it's just been a wonderful road, a digital road. We want to bring everybody into the conversations that we have when we talk about brand experiences and designing creative experiences at the office. So we're going to jump into season two with a multi-part series on this idea of brand mindfulness. A person who thinks all the time has nothing to think about except thoughts. So... He loses touch with reality and lives in a world of illusions. I'm not saying that thinking is bad. We are so tied up in our minds that we've lost our senses. Time to wake up. One of our newest pickup lines with clients and prospects that we're trying to convince to partner with us is your brand is having a moment. And we've been using that line and it kind of just led my mind to think, what is the moment we're in? Learning how to be present is something that's very popular right now in culture and a lot of services are available. There are a lot of apps that teach mindfulness, how to be present in the moment, how not to always be you know, somewhere else, whether that's on a screen or thinking about the future or thinking about the past, but being present in the moment, learning mindfulness. It's a practice that we have as individuals. How does a brand actually apply that same kind of thinking? Because if you don't understand the moment you're in, 
if you don't know how to be present in that moment and understand, you know, why, then you're kind of in trouble. The moment that we're in now means something completely different than it did a month ago. The elephant in the room is that we are in the middle of a global crisis uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic. And so it certainly has presented business realities that didn't exist just a few weeks ago. For 15.4, we've had to make some difficult decisions. And I'm sure many folks out there are in the exact same boat trying to figure out how to navigate right now. Understanding that we're all in a moment together does kind of boil us down to the core of who we are or the core of why we are. What does it mean to understand the moment you are in and practice brand mindfulness towards that? We came up with this like idea and we started to see it co- kind of come to life across different clients the past year. It, it did mean something different, but at the same time, the core truth of it remained the same, which is the fact that brands who understand their reason for being and set a course based on that and stay really closely aligned, they are the ones that stand the test of time because they're so deeply connected to why they exist that when it comes to different change and different stimulus, they have that anchor to guide them and lead them through different challenges and different moments. I think it's a very interesting thought. First of all, we always come back to this idea of why and knowing who you really are. People who aren't conscious of themselves, companies who don't really understand why they exist, how can they possibly adapt moment to moment? You know, Um, you have to be quick. You have to be nimble. You have to be ready to go out and maybe take a risk and say something different, adjust your messaging over time. We've seen it time and time again. If people lose sight of that, they're dust. This baby is going to have a very momentous year. Kodak, they coined an amazing phrase in the 90s, which was a Kodak moment. And none of these first moments will ever happen again. The phrase captures the core of their existence, which was capturing a moment. That should have been their guiding reason for existing. Aren't all your moments with Kodak? With Kodak, when it came time that the environment and that people and technologies were changing, they stayed attached to the means of capturing the memory as opposed to just capturing the memory itself. A big reason that they couldn't get on that digital train is because the powers that be were so passionate about film and so passionate about protecting the film industry that they kind of hung on to that ship as it sank relentlessly. And they weren't able to take a step back and be like, hey, we're in the business of capturing moments and memories, not in the business of film. That is just a really sad but true example of what happens when you are not connected to your reason for being and you're not able to be completely nimble. And it also relates to like a lot of the client work that we've done because the most successful brand workshops we have that produce the best results are the ones where people feel confident in letting go of something that has worked before or a way that things have been done or thought of before. 
One of our struggles with clients, to be very transparent, is when people are not able to let go of how things have been done or how they have thought. And that's really hard. That is way easier said than done. You are so correct. And I think about, you know, clients run the gamut of either they can't let go of something that they've been doing, or maybe they just started something new and it's already begun. And so, you know, somebody comes in and tells them, I'm not sure this is right for the moment that we're in. I think that clients can often be stuck in what they were doing uh, because it worked in the past. Um, and they don't understand they're in a different moment than the one that they were in when they started. Or maybe in some cases, uh, you know, they've already launched something that they're about to, you know, get into full on and they don't really want to stop. That's something we run into with a lot of B2B companies because they launch with a good product or solution. And then at some point, the brand conversation becomes extremely important. And if you want to level up, then you have to be willing to change the story or the way you tell the story. What is the moment you're in? Are you on the attack or are you under attack? Is the market shifting under your feet or is it rock solid and you know, you're in the right place and so you can double down on what you've been doing and the story that you've been telling? Understanding that really is how you plot the course forward. I'm referring to a kind of experience that suddenly hits people. And that is that everything that happens was part of our harmonious design. Brand is basically anything people feel, see, experience here from your company that's your brand figuring out what that story is is pretty critical I've seen companies come to us or any agency and say hey can you just put a fresh coat of paint on this can you just make it look nice and that's frankly it's not enough if you're going to evolve you need to take a moment, develop that mindfulness, reflect on what's worked, reflect on what hasn't worked, be willing to try something new, to be different. It is not just a new coat of paint. Well, our former colleague, Guto, used to say, you can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter. This is where your ice cream comes from. The creamy poop of a mystic unicorn. Totally clean. Totally cool and soft serve straight from a sphincter. Squatty Potty, one of my favorite products. For anyone who doesn't know, the Squatty Potty is literally a stool that wraps around the front of your toilet and helps you squat for optimal evacuation. That's the technical term. Introducing the Squatty Potty. Years ago, Squatty Potty went out and made a hysterical video where the unicorn poops on the video. And when the unicorn gets a Squatty Potty, everything turns out much better. You forgot it's rainbow soft serve. Rainbow turds. No glitter, but a great ad. Talk about taking a risk with your messaging. 
Boy, they sure did. I'm so glad you finished that sentence. Talk about taking a risk. <laughs> I thought you were going to say talk about taking something else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they totally could have come out with one of those classic made-for-TV ads that's like having trouble in the restroom and you see someone with like a slightly dimmed screen who comes out like all sad from the restroom because things aren't going as they want. And then they could go, here's the squatty potty and then people are happy. Wow. We really, really are having this conversation. (laughs) But no, they wrapped an entire fantasy-style narrative around a molded piece of plastic and made a hilarious story about it. And now, whenever we think about Squatty Potty, we think about unicorns that have rainbow soft serve as their means of evacuation. Squatty Potty, the stool for better stool. (sighs) Pooping will never be the same. And neither will ice cream. Okay, so how do we apply the lesson there from Squatty Potty to a B2B company? Who is having a moment? My sort of narrative with B2B, and I'd love to know if there's a, this could be true in retail as well, is that when a B2B launches, product is front and center. It's, it's very product forward. Brand is not nearly as important. Then you've had some success, maybe even achieved category leadership. You have to understand that the brand conversation becomes critical if you want to level up and dominate or even just increase your market share. You have to move from having a respected product to being the preferred brand, the one people intuitively choose, the one they want to work with. And that's where you often have internal resistance because the success has bought you, purchased you that moment. It has earned you the right to think about your brand at a bigger level. And so often half the organization is ready to have that conversation and another half is saying, no, we've been successful. Why would we fool with the recipe? Navigating those moments is what allows you to keep moving forward versus stagnating or getting stuck where you are. One of the most important things in that moment that you just described is realizing that the reason you are good at what you're doing is because you have some type of skill set you put a team together. You have some type of expertise. So the very idea that you could then level up your brand on your own is kind of silly because if you're in the business of, let's say you've like made a revolutionary toothbrush, You're obviously good at engineering, you're good at design, some kind of mechanics, but if you need to level up and create that brand story, you really need to invest in a good partner who then specializes in that. And I think anyone who's in business, especially entrepreneurs know that you don't get things done by yourself. You get things done by seeing talent, seeing hard work, seeing good efforts in the right people and you partner alongside them and you bring them on for your journey. And that's how things get done. That's how things get built. To really achieve what we're saying, you really have to partner with someone who that is their specialty. Am I tooting our horn a little bit? Yeah, because that's what we do. But my point is good ventures are built up and maintained through good partnerships. People need to specialize and do what they're good at and trust each other to do the things that they're good at. And that's why we're passionate about building up stories, finding core truths, keeping people aligned to their reason for existing. I love it. Emily Wolf with the hard sell. Boom.
And you can find this at 154.com. I'm just glad you said toot. So this is the first in a series. Remind us really quickly what we're going to hear about next, because uh, we'll we'll come back to this topic and drill down a little bit. Steve, to answer your question about how we're going to break this down, because they did say we're going to do a multi-part series on brand mindfulness. Going forward, I think the next time we're going to talk about how do you develop brand mindfulness. So some steps of what people typically look at for guiding their company. And those would be things like market indicators and uh, top line revenue and profit margin and all those business terms that we're used to. And then putting those next to more what would typically be mindful indicators of diagnosing the state of your business and the brand and how people feel about it. So attaching those numbers to the emotional side as well. And then we would go forward from there and talk about steps to understand the moment you are in, because that looks different for everybody. And there's a lot of different environmental factors on the inside of your company and on the outside that would determine the brand that you're in. And then the moment you are in and the moments you would encounter in the future. So that's what people have to look forward to. Sounds pretty awesome. I think it will be. Brand mindfulness. Matt DeVille thinks it's a fluffy new marketing thing. Uh, It sounds a little new agey. And what we really want to talk about is Squatty Potty. It goes to show that no matter the product, no matter the service, the story that encompasses it, if you are aware of the moment, aware of your reason for existing, you can move mountains. You can do great things with a molded piece of plastic that fits around the base of a toilet. You can change the world one narrative at a time. (sighs) (laughs) That's right. I have no words. (laughs) You can change your life one squat at a moment. The Design of Experience is produced by 15.4, a creative agency located in Charm City, Baltimore, Maryland. Produced by Emily Wolf, engineered by Josh Frisch, and edited by Sam Otto. With story and creative development by Matt DeVille and Steve Smallman.